Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gilders Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Monday, it's my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, oh, what's up? Well, as we say, we're here. Uh, you don't support friends, you drink it. <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's really lame. Uh, Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really terrible. But uh, at least French, France lost the game. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's like being a Thunder fan and just being excited the Rockets lose, you know? Yeah. Even a bit stronger than that. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm sure it's a lot stronger than that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, There's probably not a good hate. NBA comparison for it. Yeah, you know, it's it's pure hate. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing you can do yeah. but hate. Uh, I didn't hate this, but the Thunder won this game on Saturday night. One that I just thought, they are toast... They are buttered toast for these Memphis Grizzlies. And it was a weird, weird game from many standpoints. One, I mean, the main, the main like takeaway from a national perspective is like this jaw story, which is one of the weirder ones ever. I mean, you think about the way that stars talk to officials and the way they get upset about calls. And, I mean, if, if Luca was officiated like that, Luca would have played like seven minutes this season so far. You know? Yeah, most um, likely. And I don't know what it was that set off the officials so badly that they needed to throw him out of the game. But it seemed highly unnecessary. It seemed <laughs> insane to me. And... I I don't know. I mean, I, I feel a little bit... I mean, I don't... I feel for and I don't feel that bad for Thunder fans that are at the game because, one, you got to see a Thunder win. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But like, you're there to see Ja and Shay and Josh, and you get to see none of them, basically, because of the officiating. I would have liked to see, like, a better battle if, like, Ja could have played. But, like, the Thunder controlled this game with their shooting. I mean, it was, which is a weird sentence to say. I mean, that's not something yeah. that you get to say, you would say maybe like four or five times a year, but they took 45 threes, which is a ton for them. Hit 42% yeah. of them, 19 of 45. 
while the Grizzlies were 26% from three, 12 of 45. We're usually, this is usually a flip-flopped conversation, but Isaiah Joe really had it going. Uh, you got two from Lindy. You got two from Aaron Wiggins. You got two from Trey Mann. You got two from Poku. And then you're just kind of on your way. Lou Dort was three or four from three. Uh, Yay. An impressive game. How about that? Hey, Dort, for all the Dort haters out there, just go check out. Me? Just go check out this game because he was quite awesome. In 30 minutes, 24 points, seven boards, four assists, one steal, one turnover, eight of 14 from the field, three of four from three, five of eight from the free throw line. I don't, you could not have asked much more from Lou Dort against the Grizzlies. Like taking less pull-up jumpers from two. Took he, with Shea he and with Giddy them. out, he basically he, took the same amount of shots that he always takes. Yeah, no, he was um, he was very efficient, and uh, I discussed this with with Joe, um, Joe Musato, uh, on not Isaiah Joe. Dark. Yeah, you, you should. Yeah, no, not there, not the, not Isaiah Joe, uh, but close enough. And I mean, you should subscribe there. Um, but we were we were saying. That the fact that he started off by taking very good shots at the beginning of the game was really important. I mean, yeah. there are the majority of the games, Lou finds his rhythm sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Later is what happens when he takes horrible shots to yeah. begin with. Yeah. So the fact that he was able to take very good wide open trees, one on the wing after a few passes, one in the corner, these are the shots that can put you in rhythm. Um, and taking them early... Without Shea, I mean, he could have just decided to 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 take over the game, uh, and yeah. he didn't. He did it late, um, which is kind of expected in a sure. situation like this one. And then you mentioned Isaiah Joe. Um, I mean, it was basically a two uh, games slump for him. He was not shooting the ball particularly well, and he immediately, uh, I mean, immediately. Um, said it, it said it right. It's it's impressive how different it is when Joe hits a shot um, yeah. because it's um it's totally a different way in which the defense guards OKC. And regarding the trees, and then I'll stop because I'm talking too much. Um, it's the the game to game progression in terms of attacking Memphis's defense is impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that they said okay, no more exaggerating driving to the basket just let's try to bail bail them out a little bit um and try to stretch the difference because otherwise we will not have a good game against them especially without shea Mm -hmm. yeah it was great i mean it was spread the ball around we're gonna try to find threes gosh i just continue to be super impressed with isaiah joe i mean I don't know if he's somebody that lasts through this rebuild. A lot of these guys aren't going to make it to the other side. We're talking about climbing the next mountain. But the way that he has fought to get through this rotation to kind of spring to the top where it's like, hey, we don't have Shea. We don't have Giddy. Who are we going to bring into the lineup? And they decide, like, let's, we got to start Isaiah Joe, you know, over a guy like Trey Mann, who had a ton of hype going into the season, who played really well in preseason at the beginning of the season. And you were kind of preparing yourselves for, okay, well, there's like a, could be 
a six-man type of candidate with what he could do off the bench. And he has disappeared, disappeared so much that now he's in the G League. We can talk about that a little bit later. But Isaiah Joe is hitting shots. He's playing really well. The plus-minus stuff is out of control. Uh, he is. He looks like an NBA role player. He plays. He's not a good defender by any stretch, but he's not a sieve. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like about Isaiah Joe. He's not, and he can take some side steps. He can take a dribble here and there. He can do a little bit of stuff. And if you just have a spot up shooter off the bench that can hit lights out and not get absolutely torched. Like that's a player. I have this one that you kind of want to hang on to. Yeah, I I completely agree. I was playing around, fooling around with plus minus numbers, yeah. uh, which are quite dangerous and not really reliable. It's too la- too little of a sample size, and one should not uh, indulge into such <laughs> games. But mm. but but I want to do it anyway. Yeah, and we do. We um, do it anyways. Joe Joe and Shay are just insane. Yeah. But more insane on a very narrow simple size is Joe and Wiggins. And yeah. I mean I've seen these. Yeah. At some point again this will kind of revert to to the mean to some degree. Um but but also these numbers are telling you, hey, don't mess around with dribbling too much, with having uh questionable shooters just put someone that can hit a shot and make good enough reads on offense i'm not saying hey just take someone who who is parked in the corner this is not what isaiah joe is nor what wiggins is no these are guys that don't use dribbles to play um but whenever you put either wiggins or joe with shea um you have a good enough sample size and this is a quite a good team i'm looking at cleaning the glass now 735 possessions for shea with either or both aaron wiggins or isaiah uh, and and or isaiah joe Mm -hmm. this is plus eight in net rating this sounds like a plan um Mm -hmm. and i know that whenever you face an advanced defense this is not enough so you really need a different look here and there but i think that the more uh, this team progresses, the more you will see Shea closing um, the second, the, the first quarter with these kind of lineups, and then you, you see Giddy with these kind of lineups, and then you hope that when Chet is back, Giddy, Giddy Chet, and Shea plus Jada, Dort, whatever, is a good enough lineup in terms of talent that even if the fit is not perfect. You have so many other things going on um, that it will work. Yeah, yeah. I again, this is a a pretty impressive pickup for the Thunder to just the Sixers cut him before the season. It happens. It happened to a lot of players. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just are constantly wanting the Thunder to have shooting, and it seems like they found a guy that can really shoot it, and. He, I mean, he he may have pushed Trey Man out of a job by the, at the end of the yeah. day. You know, it looks like that now. Things can change rapidly in the NBA, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to that conclusion fully yet. We don't know what it's going to look like. You know, come April, 
May or even next fall? Like, what does it look like? Maybe Trey Mann gets, goes, and goes really hard in the gym over the course of the summer and becomes like a really good player and like starts to put it together. You just don't know. These guys are also young, but you at least know that you have a guy that can really shoot it with, yeah. with Isaiah. And I think that he's somebody that's could stick around. He may be out too. It, it could be the case that Joe and Trey man are just out because they're going to have too many guys at the end of the day, or they make a trade for somebody or who knows, but just to have options that are available to you and guys that are rising. And Sam talked a little bit about this at his, um, put like the, the presser after the season, just like guys are going to have to fight for their position yeah. on this team. Like there's no, just here's minutes. You can just have them like that. That time is over. It's completely over. And just because you were selected in the first round doesn't mean that you're actually going to get a shot if you aren't playing well. If you're not playing well, you might get sent to the G League like Trey. I wouldn't have guessed that Trey would would be with the G League this year. I would not have predicted that. You know, I would have – I mean, if I were to predict somebody that's on the roster actually going to the G League, like I would have probably predicted Poku would have done it before Trey. Or even J-Dub. Or even – sure. Yeah. Like before – like before summer league or even like after summer league, it's not out of the question that if J-Dub starts the season with shooting 32% from the field, 20% from three, then maybe um, you you spend a week or two down there just to find time to practice, to, mm-hmm. to put up shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Mann is, uh, he had, so far had a very difficult seasons, a season. I mean, he started off really well. Um, yeah, he did. And then after the back injury, it seems that everything is collapsed in, in his world. I mean, in his world, um, Joe is taking the minutes. He's not um, leaving anything um, on the on the, on the floor. Like he he's there is very little that you can question with Isaiah Joe in comparison to Trey Man. He's shooting lights out. Um, I mean, even even when the volume is higher for him, the percentage don't suffer too much 45 percent, 45.8 percent from three 55 percent from two i mean 66 percent from the line as well yeah 66 effective field goal which is like by far the highest on the team yeah like what else you can do and what do you do you just don't play him because this will probably be the the highest point in terms of percentage i don't expect him to be a 45 percent three-point shooter for the rest of his career uh but he seems to me a guy that can shoot easily uh, above 40 or around 40 mm-hmm. because the shot looks so good yeah. when he comes out of his hands that that you kind of trust it yeah. to, to go in. And in the last two games, the games against uh, Minnesota and, and the Heat, when the shot didn't go in, I mean, you felt like, hey, OKC is missing something here. Um, so he's really uh, already part of what makes OKC going well on, on a basketball court, which is which is insane. And on and back on men, I mean, I don't know why shooting so poorly, but it is happening. So yeah. something has to be done. And now is a time where you can still use the G League without demoting the guy too much. I mean Ludort can't go to the G League. I mean that that can't happen. Um even Poku to me is hard 
in year three to send a guy to the G League. It's just, yeah. hey, you're going there. Well, he's played well enough to where he doesn't really need to. And he'll yes. he'll have bad games, he'll have good games, but like that's that's the that's the case with like almost every young player that's like a role player, which is kind of mm-hmm. where Poku is headed as long as he can continue to get stronger. Um Yeah. I mean that's okay. But if you're Trey and it looks like, oh no, like you're in like a, a slump that's lasted weeks. It's like okay. They said it was pre planned. I'll take them at their word for that. But I wonder a little bit, like if he's hot and he's averaging like 15 points per game, playing really well, shooting the ball really well, is he really going to the G League? Like maybe this was no. planned maybe last week, you know, yeah. for him to do Yeah, the this. since when we, it was planned is is a big uh, question to they me. They planned like, it earlier that day. Hey, we planned for this. Yeah. Just or even we planned for this you know? <laughs> after the back the, the injury in the back. We said, okay, if it works out, you play with the grown-ups. If if you don't feel well enough, then we'll put you in a low-pressure environment where you can hit up 15 shots in a game and just yeah. cook there so that you can find your rhythm because this injury can be nagging and we want you to, to have time and no sure. pressure. Yeah, I will be monitoring the shot attempts. I don't really care the percentage. I don't really care anything about anything else but shot attempts like what's he doing down there because 22 shots per game he better i mean seriously this is about yeah this is more about confidence than it is about anything else with trey because he is visibly not confident on the court and you can see because it used to it used to it felt like earlier in the season and the toward the end of last season that you could just see the confidence that he was playing with on the court and now, when he shoots it, it's not an exact science. But you look at it and you're like, "Yeah, that's not going in." <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't even believe. It doesn't even feel. Doesn't even look like he believes it. You know, that it's going to go in. And so, he's got to go find his confidence. And if he can go down to the G League and just torch guys, I mean, he. If you are who we thought Trey was, which is like a really good scorer off the bench. That could mm-hmm. be like a Jordan Clarkson type of guy. You send Jordan Clarkson to the G League, Jordan Clarkson yeah. would average 40. <laughs> Possibly. No, he would. He would absolutely <laughs> torch those guys. Yeah. Because the difference between Jordan Clarkson and a G League player is a, is a giant gap. A giant, giant gap. And Trey needs to go prove that he is not necessarily 40 a game, but like... Go, you got to put up 25 a game. You got to put up 30 a game in the G League with high volume cuz that's like that's the kind of player you are. That's the kind of yeah. player that Trey is. Trey is not Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe could go to the G League and kind of blend in and hit a high percentage of threes and just help space help the spacing on the court. That's what he does. Trey is a, a different kind of player. Yeah. He needs to go torch the G League. Like that's that's what I want to see. Uh, if you were to guess, <clears throat> Shea, Shea's number one, Giddy's number two, Lou is number three in total shot attempts. Where do you think Trey Man falls on that list? Total amount? Total shots. Total field goal attempts on the season. Yeah. Um, I think J-Dub is above him. Okay. I think... 
Poku is not above him, but close. Um, Kenrich is below. It's probably seventh or eighth. He is fourth in shot attempts. Fourth? In the really? Season. Yes. Yes. 231 oh, wow. field goal attempts this season. Oh, wow. Isn't That does not match my, if I were to examine my thunder feelings in my chest, it doesn't match that at all. It's very, it feels kind of strange. But he is fourth in shot attempts on the team. And it doesn't feel that way at all. He's shooting 38% from the field. He has felt invisible for the most part in the last several games. He is somebody that goes out on the court. He'll make like, like on Friday night. He had like a nice pass. Like, oh, that's good. And he played. He played decent against the Grizzlies, but for the most part, like, he just feels invisible out there. Like you just and so much of that it's just loud. Just feels like his confidence. Like last year, like Trey Man made sure that you noticed him with the way that he played and the way yeah. he took shots. And now it's like I mean he went from. The beginning of December until now scored in double digits twice. Yeah. I mean, we're, tw- we're almost 20, 20 days into December. Scored in double digits twice. Once against Memphis. Both, actually, both games are against Memphis, oddly <laughs> enough. 20, yeah. In I mean, 23 minutes, he had 12 points him. and then 11 points on Saturday night in 18 minutes. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, it's sad, a bit sad, not crazy sad. But um, again, back to the point that you were making a couple of minutes ago. This is a team that will have the um, always compete mentality. Since mm-hmm. I said this sentence, uh, the Seahawks lost every game. So I jinxed it quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> and I will probably do the same. You're trying um, to jinx the Thunder? You're trying to get them better draft draft positioning here? No, but it's a nice uh, byproduct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the Isaiah Joe thing, I mean, you always look at teams like uh, the Heat and how they just find guys. Mm-hmm. You know, the Thunder, with the amount that they use the G League and the amount that they're kind of sh- shuffling through guys, like they're just bound to find, they're just bound to find guys. The Heat yeah. are like the experts at it. Like they're just unbelievable. Like Caleb Martin is like legitimately a really good player. <laughs> He's playing a ton for uh, them this year. I I don't know about the Heat having good players. Let's let's let me put some context um, because I know that this sounds very weird. There are teams that brew players that are great wherever they go. Yeah. The Heat are good at brewing players that look amazing in their jersey. Sure. And crap when they move away. Sure. Like what but what if the Thunder become a team like that too? Because I do think that Mark Degnault and what he does makes guys look really good. And makes possibly. players look really good. And the style of play and the willingness and it all starts with Shea. It's like this like top down trickle effect thing mm-hmm. that starts with Shea Gilders Alexander. That trickles down, and it allows guys like Isaiah Joe to be good, like Moses Brown, like Moses Brown. Hey, I, oh I'm God. I'm being serious because you're 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 right. 
in that the Heat find guys that look really good in their system. And like, are we confident Max Struess could go play for the Timberwolves and be a, a player that's successful? Like, how confident are we that he could do that? How confident are we that Gabe Vincent, who's played really well for them this year, could go and play for the Knicks and yeah. play for them? Like, I, I'm, I don't know. I think there's definitely something to that. You know, even Duncan Robinson, who's like can't even play for the Heat right now. Um, yeah, but he's a crazy shooter, though. Duncan Robinson is elite shooter. The point is, probably is not. He's an elite shooter that can't shoot right now. He's thirty-two percent on the season. I don't know what what happened to him, but I don't um, either. Cause he started a podcast and then he's done. You know, got yeah. got a little bit too big for his britches, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that's yeah, to but- say, that's to say that I feel like this system allows for guys to shine a little bit because you get to touch the basketball. Yes, you know, you get to touch the ball. And that is such a big deal because the the truth is all 400-plus guys that are going to play in the NBA this year are really, really good at basketball, all of them, yeah. every single one. If you saw any of them in a gym, you would be like, wow, that is the best basketball player I've ever seen play Even against Tim normal Maladon? guys. Even Tao Maladon. Actually, okay. I don't know. All 399 players that play in the league, except for Teo Maladon. I'm just kidding. Um, Even Tenacis and Tutukumpo? He got waived, right? Did he? Oh, nice. So, I'm just... These guys are <laughs> unbelievable at basketball. And so... Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Um, if you give them a chance to shine and give them find ways for them to work within your offense... Like chances are, like some of these guys that are just like no names, are going to thrive at some point. Yeah. I think Mark is is really good. I've I've been trying to talk to a lot of people that kind of come through Oklahoma City about Mark, and even guys that are like I'll get on a podcast or whatever with people across the country and just like, hey, what do you think of Mark Dagnall? You know? Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if he's very good. Like everybody's like, actually, I think he's really good because he's doing this and this and this. And, yeah. you know, I, I sit in a seat that, one, it's ridiculous because I'm, <coughs> excuse me, really close to the court. But also, like, I'm sitting right next to scouts. And I just get to, I'll just lean over and just ask them questions. Like, what do you think of this player? What do you think of that player? What do you think of this team? What do you think is going on here? And I'll just mm. say, like, what do you think of Mark? You know? And yeah. almost all of them are like, he's really good. Like I really like the stuff he runs. I like the the guys actually play for him, and they play really yeah. hard. You can tell, like by the way that that part, you can tell. Yeah, from what, e- e- even from like I don't know how many miles away. Yeah. Um, sometimes watching on a tiny screen, depending on how much the League Pass app uh, helped me. Um, but but it's that part is never in doubt, and and even the guys who are not steadily in their rotations. It's not that they step in the court with a bad demeanor. Like even no. Trey Mann, who is not having the greatest results, I think that he's he's trying to make plays on defense. They all stay ready. Like they yeah. they want to play for him, and that's that is not the case across the league. You can tell. 
like half of the the Knicks, even though they're playing really well, don't want to play for tips. <laughs> you know, and it's you can tell that thirteen out of or probably fourteen out of fifteen player in Minnesota don't want to play with Rudy Gobert. Oh my Sorry, gosh! I had to say this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had some conversations with the scout about the Timberwolves. Is is not good. It is. Uh, hey, hating on friends is something that I have to do today. Uh, and then I'll I'll behave next yeah. Monday. No, nobody wants to play with Rudy. That was is a is a bad bad trade. The the Timberwolves are in, are in big, big 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 trouble. They're I mean, my one of the worst situations in the league right now, honestly. And and their ta- their talent level is actually pretty good. Yeah, but what do you do there? Like, what is your move? Like, can you move cat? Yes, I move cat. And what do you get? I don't Cat. care. I don't care. What is your lowest level? I'm saying, okay, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Uh, lottery protected first. Just get him out of here. Whoa! Who cares? <laughs> that is that is reset. That get is him out of there. Very low. Um, I mean, you just gotta you gotta eject everybody out of there and just start with Edwards. Oh. Okay. But they've messed up so bad, though, Michele. Mm-hmm. Because they traded their picks, their own picks, to get Rudy. They messed up so bad. So, so, so bad. Yeah. They're, they're in such big trouble. Is this why the Jazz are winning? Careless winning? Because they, because they, they know they for can sure celebrate that, that they're going to get the first pick in the draft you know, yeah. three years in a row because the T-Wolves stink. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's, Just think that's, like you could the... have a redo and you did not have to do you didn't have to do the Gobert trade. I still think you should trade Towns. Like trade him to the Lakers or to the Knicks or whoever, whatever dumb team wants to take that guy on. Hmm. He's got a huge extension coming. Trade him. Get him out of there. And just start from scratch with Edwards. You can keep Pat Bev. You can keep Vanderbilt. Like you just have this like hustle, switchy team around Edwards. Let Edwards go get his. Let Edwards go try to get 40 every night. And you just stink. You get a high pick in this next draft. You add that to Edwards. You know. Yeah. That's what I would that's what I would have done. And build slowly. Just take your time. And just But Andrew, I mean you missed the playoffs for so long. You made it last year. They made it last year. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. And you have to pull it not for not for a guy that really fits um with with Edwards. Like yeah. even DeJounte Murray, it's a better fit. <laughs> like and Yeah, the Hawks he, are a whole other story too. The Hawks yeah, are but, a complete but, mess. Like I don't know. It's it's a mess. Um, it's a mess. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we will talk about the current injury report and what to expect against the Portland Trailblazers tonight, right after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back after that quick break. Windskill 1969. I do know about the World Cup final. I do know about that. He says that we all know why Mikey's hating on France, even if Andrew doesn't. I do. I know. I'm typically only aware of like three things in my life. It's like the NBA, uh, different brands of cereal changing, you know, and then uh, my family. That's usually about it. But no, I do know about the World Cup final. Um, yeah. And this is not um, a turtleneck. Is a it's a know. zip. It's a zip. A zip up turtleneck. Um, it's a it's a it's a turtleneck zipped up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, it's, it's a, a Purdue. You got Purdue. a Boilermakers. Nice. Yeah, Boilermaker. Yes. Nice. The first day I was there, it was a football game. Yeah. And everyone was saying boiler up, boiler up. I said, what is happening here? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't make my homework, so I just said. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, the uh, injury report is extensive. Oh, Joshua Cable says it's called a quarter zip. Okay, quarter zip. All right. I need to talk about Kenrich, but go ahead with the. Um, oh yeah, let's injury talk about report. Kenrich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darius Baisley is out with a non-COVID illness. So is Josh. Uh, Usman Jang is out with a small non-displaced fracture in his right wrist. Which is not ideal. Uh, Shea's but been, it's known this place. And small. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Can you imagine a big displaced fracture? That is quite bad. Yeah, it's true. And messy. Could be, could be much worse. Uh, yes. Shea has been upgraded to questionable with a lower back contusion. You could tell by the way he's moving in games before that. Like he One, he would lay on his back for a long time for getting up a lot. And then when mm-hmm. he gets up, you can just see him kind of moving like an old man. You're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Shay, you, you may sit and should sit tonight against the Blazers. It's okay. You get to play them again this week, so don't don't sweat it. Uh, Trey Mann at the G League. Jeremiah is out with a, an impressive right ankle sprain. And then <laughs> Jay Will is with the G League as well. So I kind of feel like they, they could use Jay Will. I kind of like what... 
I kind of like seeing him figure out the the NBA game a little bit, you know, with his passing. And he hit, he hit a three the other night. That that was that was nice. I think that was his first NBA three. Yeah, that um, was not expected. He'll take him, man. And it look, it looks funky when when he takes it. But so he went in. So he did it, at Arkansas man. That's what he did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Thunder are just collecting players from Arkansas. Maybe they. Maybe this is the new strategy: Kentucky and Arkansas. That's it. Hey. There's some good players at Arkansas. This Arkansas, the Arkansas team this year is really really fun. Yeah. Um, Yanni says, Andrew, what are you gonna do when Presley gets cat to OKC and goes on a monologue about his great character? I'm gonna lose my mind. Is what I'm gonna do if that that is. I will bet. I don't know what I need to bet, but I will bet any amount of anything that that will not like happen. Five pepperoni pizzas. 50 pepperoni pizzas 50 50 wow. pizzas how about let's say 52 pizzas i'll send you a pizza every single week on me for a year if the thunder trade for towns i'll do it that guy no that guy is a known loser big time big capital l TJ loser compared to tj warren but not so much oh he he may have surpassed cj warren Wow. Just because he's so much more talented than Warren is. Yeah. And like could actually be a winning player. Yeah. But no. No. Joshua Cable says 50 boxes of Cracklin' Oat Brand. I'll buy 52 boxes of Oat Brand. I'll make you a big Oat Brand guy. You know what uh, guy? I would I would do it. I, yeah, I, w- I don't think that's ever happening. They should not do it. If they do it, I will down to down. I'll, I will stop podcasting altogether no don't say it yeah i'll i'll I'd be done no i'd be done maybe, if i have to, if I have to talk a... about carl anthony towns on a night-to-night basis like get me out of here yeah but it depends on the price it does not it, on the it does not yes no yes it does no, does not because it, yes, it doesn't because you can you can get um it can be a redemption project when he's nope. under the bus Nope. He was traded for a first round pick to a protected first round pick for Russell Westbrook um, to the Lakers. Goes there. Uh, he has a terrible, terrible season. And then he realize, realizes in the future that he has to really care in order to win. And he calls Preston and says, Hey, I'm going to come to be your bench big man. <laughs> The only, way, the only way the only way I want Cat, um, the only way I want Cat on this team is if he gets into a terrible accident and loses and becomes mute and then yes bring him on You're so mean it's, it's almost mean. Christmas it's, you should be you should be uh I mean I don't know full of joy even for Okay Kat. well let's let's talk about Kenrich then so we can we can get off this Cat he, he was one of my favorite prospect to He to, was awesome out. He was awesome at Kentucky He's awesome. Yeah. He was awesome his yeah. first two years in the league, too. He actually played defense. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Kenrich uh, Williams. Anyway, Kenrich. He came back and of, he, he played in this game. Plays so well, man. He's just... I just love him. Um, that, that game cemented the fact that they are not trading Kenrich Williams. It is not happening. I wouldn't trade... If you offered Kenrich for Cat straight up, I'd say no. You have to attach, like, seven first-round picks to Cat. <laughs> For to get Kenrich for Cat, not happening. You can really see that Kenrich is the guy when he's in the court. No Everybody doubt. listens to him. Yep. It's like your older brother 
that I never had one, but let's yeah, pretend I did. Um, that like tells you what to do at any point. Yeah. When you go out, like it's it's the guy that that yells at you when you are acting dumb. It's um it's 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 the man. Um, and and he just he just do whatever he has to do on offense. Mm -hmm. um, the, the shots that he takes, sometimes you can say, why is he taking a long mid-range jumper? Mm -hmm. And if you look at whatever, what else is around, that is the right shot to take. Yeah. I mean, I would like him to, to do a step uh, backwards and take a three instead of the mid-range jumper. But yeah, this yeah. is about the only thing that I have to say on Kenridge. Please, don't take... Um, like very long twos, just do a step and uh, and take a three. Yeah, because everything else, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he fights every single possession. Yep. Um, and I was listening to the Dream Team show that he did uh, last week, I think, um, saying if like pick a starting unit to to win a game. Yeah, and Kenrich has to be in there. Ooh, let's let's play that game. Let's play that game. This is Gideon Hamilton from the uh, Sports Animal. Had me on his show two weeks ago, last week. I don't remember when. Two weeks ago, uh, and we. He said, "If you had to win one quarter, and you had to pick five guys to win one quarter of basketball, which Thunder players would you pick? Who would you pick, McKelly?" Um. Uh, today, my team is probably going to be very weird, and it's Shay. Joe, Kenrich, Wiggins, Giddy. Giddy. Oh, that is very weird. Yeah. Can they defend? Yes. Well enough. Okay. No, not at all. But, but <laughs> it will be good enough in my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't see Jade up as a plus defender right now. Yeah. I know that Dignold says that he's a great defender. I, I think that he he can be. I think that he has all the instincts to be, but he's got a ways to go. Yeah, and Which is okay. yeah, I mean, you you can have Jade up there instead of Giddy, mm -hmm. but I kind of want Joe for his spacing and the two, yeah, uh, multi-tool wings to be exceptional. I have a job and I will do it. Kind of players. Yeah, yeah, Kenrich is. I mean, he was one of the guys I picked. I think that that day I picked SGA, J-Dub, Wiggins, Kenrich, Jeremiah. That's the mm. group I picked. Just like tough-nosed guys and then having... And I think I probably would flip-flop Giddy for, for J-Dub right now with mm -hmm. just the way that they're shooting the three-ball. I mean, Giddy's shooting the three-ball a lot better than J-Dub this season. Yeah. You just you just think of J Dub as a better shooter than Giddy. He just mm -hmm. flat out has not been this season. I mean, you look at the percentages. It's not like either of them are like. It's not like Giddy's like shooting the lights out, but he's like thirty two percent from three on eighty two shots. And then you look at J Dub. I mean, he's essentially the worst on the team from three this season at twenty seven percent, twenty seven point seven. Yeah, this is something I. This is something that I'm trying to understand about this plus minus. Yeah, it's not working, and I don't think that this is a fluke. I I do think that 
the lineups that he plays on are lineups where he can't really be um, effective. Um, I think that lineups with him on as the point guard and spacing and maybe Giddy um, mm -hmm. are lineups that can work yeah. because he he likes to play in a fast, free-flowing offense. He's very bad when he has to be just a spacer for Shea and when it's um, transition, transition, transition yeah, no kind him. of basketball. When the pace goes too high, I don't think that he's capable of keeping up yeah. on both ends. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the, the the style of play that OKC has with certain unit, which is not spaced out and there's a lot of dribbling, mostly with Shea, um, it's, it's not working for him right now. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and again, on defense, for some reason, um, it's not working. It's mostly about the three ball going in to a very high degree uh, when he's on the court, which is difficult to, to, to understand. Like, I don't know why Bidup is on the court. The opponents are shooting well. That is probably a little bit random and probably a little bit on him. Yeah. Yeah. He he just has to to shoot the ball better. I mean, just like plain and simple. But like all the other stuff he does is like is still very impressive, and I th I still think yeah. he's going to be a very very good NBA player. Um, but like lucky for him, there's a really good shooting coach already on uh, on this yeah. as a part of this organization. So, and just some work. I mean, you just have to remember, like rookies, it it takes time. Like, it's it's yeah. a hard league. And, I mean, look at Wiggins as a guy that really improved from year one to year two with his shot. Yeah. His shot looked really, really good in summer league. You're like, oh, okay. He looks like a different player. He looks like he's actually improved quite a bit. You know, he's shooting 39%. It's not on a crazy volume. but No, that, that is that's the thing that we have to keep monitoring going forward because the amount is... It's not big, but it's going in for sure. It's going in. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be very happy with that. And, you know, I think you got to leave room for improvement with him and with really everybody else on the team, too. I mean, you can't, I don't think you can barely bury anybody. I mean, look what Poku's done. I mean, like, you can't, that's like a great story on like why you shouldn't just completely bury somebody and like saying, oh, well, they'll never get better at this and they'll never get better at that. Like, Poku's, defying odds this season by shooting 38% from three so far. You know, he's been he's been very, very good. And he's got, you know, Poku's got a long way to go. Poku's just like flat out has to get stronger. You can see yeah. it in a lot of games where he's just getting pushed around a lot. And some of that getting Chet and him maybe playing more power forward will help. But he still had just like flat out has to get stronger for him to make it, like truly make it in this league and become the kind of player that we have like fantasized about him becoming. Like if he wants to be a player that climbs the second mountain, like he's got to get stronger. Like he just flat out has to. Because there's going to be guys. I mean, if the Thunder draft a power forward in this next draft, there's a lot of guys that will be available in this next draft. And that's what they get. You know, poker's not guaranteed anything. No. Because I think no, Kenrich, I think Kenrich will be a guy that makes it. You know, and if oh, Kenrich makes yeah. it, and you draft a starting four, then like what? 
there's not a ton of minutes there because I think J-Dub will play. I think J-Dub was going to make it, by the way. I think Wiggins could make it. Like, J-Dub and Wiggins are guys that can play on the wing and steal minutes at four. Yeah. So, like, as much fun as Poku has been, like, the pressure's on Poku to continue to improve. And it's not just with the shot, which has been take, – he's been awesome this year. But he's he has got to, got to, got to get stronger in order to make it to, like, the next round of Thunder where even Josh, like, Josh will steal minutes at four as well. So you just can't – there's just not – I don't know. This season is just such an interesting one because I don't know how much it determines a whole a whole lot. I think that once you get Chet in here and whoever they get in this next draft, then it's going to be like, okay, now which of you is going to fit around these guys in Shea? Yeah. Which of you can plug plug the holes left by Shea, Chet, Giddy, and – whoever it is they're picking the draft this next year. Who is it that steps up? Like I can see Kenrich doing it. I, can see, I mean, Isaiah Joe obviously fills a role. I mean, Damon Wells in the chat, Usman Jang. Like what does Usman Jang look like in year two? Is he break his wrist twice in three months in year two? I don't know. Um, yeah. But does he show up and shoot the ball like crazy? Like, yeah. He can fill he can fill that four spot too. So like as much as like sure. we've loved what Poku's done, like Poku's not guaranteed a thing. Like neither is Jang. Neither is Trey Mann. Or even like we talked highly of J Dub and really believe in his trajectory. He's not promised anything. Like the only guys that, that you like really that I really believe that like are cemented, these guys are climbing the next mountain is Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy. Yeah, and, and you can say that for sure, just one. But anyway, um, probably at least the two. Josh has, can been, I, Josh has been great as of late. Josh has been great. But before we move on and and talk about all the great things things that uh, Josh did, can do you want to play a trivia? Always. I had this on the back of my mind. I went up and look on Cleaning the Glass uh, about which players are affected the most on opponents <coughs> shooting very well from three. Mm -hmm. Can you name the bottom four in allowed percentage? Like, it's, a cleaner glass says, basically, um, if you go and, and look at opponent shooting accuracy, um, if it's a plus, it's, it's bad. If it's a minus, it's very good. Uh, for okay. reference... Kenrich Williams is the best at lowering the percentage from three on the opponents at minus 7.7, okay, for all threes. Can you name the worst players for OKC and guess how much the opponents are shooting better with them on the court? Hmm. I feel like this is uh, a chance for you to hate on Dort. So is Dort... No. It's almost uh, Dort is uh, a wash. Plus, plus 0.8. Okay. So it's it's really nothing. Okay. Um. Let's see. Is is J Dub pretty low? J Dub is plus 1.1. It's okay. he is fifth, and in general, he's not good at uh, in, in for effective field goal in general. Mm -hmm. So yes, he's one of them. 
Is Poku up there? Poku is third at plus 6.7. Yeah, that's bad. Mm -hmm. What about second? Sorry, not third, second. What about Josh? Josh is third at at plus 6.4. Also very bad. Very bad, indeed. Uh, Trey? No, Trey Trey is quite good. Mm. You, You have to think about the plus minus. It's almost explained by just this. Hmm. This is a big hint. There's a guy who had bad plus minus for from the start of the season. And he didn't match the eye test. Hmm. And I've, already said, I've already said Poku and J Dub and Giddy. Yeah. The third one was Jeremiah. Who was, yes. Plus seven point four. Whoa. So basically oh. the yeah, and, and and then there is Shay, um, uh, Shea, yeah. plus 2.4. So okay. basically, whenever the starting unit has Josh and either JRE mm-hmm. or Poku mm-hmm. and Shay and maybe J-Dub, these lineups are allowing trees, mm-hmm. open trees. Um, to me, it's about rotating to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, it's a bit of an them being unlucky and playing against better players. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something there, I think. So, um, yes, to some degree, what JDub is experiencing in plus minus is not the entire story, but there is a story to be told there about certain units for OKC allowing a lot of trees. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about 35 trees and you have 7.3% more, it's seven times three is almost two trees more per game going in. It's six points. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. It's a lot. Like in, in Kenrich on the opposite, Kenrich and Isaiah Joe and Usman Jang and Darius Baisley are all on the minus, heavy minus. Hmm. Are they rotating better? Probably. A bit. And also have missing shots. lesser I mean, competitions. I mean, also some of it is just like make or miss. Yeah. Like yeah. Who, there who is, is the randomness player? in this. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, that's, that's what's tough about it. It's like, how can you control for the randomness that occurs, you know, in these, you know, I don't know. I think that there is a way to quantify this mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, if it's random or not. Um, it has to do with shot quality and the fact that you have to measure that to like at least a bit in order to understand if this is fluky or not. But there are tendencies like Jerry and Shea were not good last year as well. Mm-hmm. And Kenrich was extremely good last year as well. Mm. So, but Giddy was better because probably he was playing in different lineups more with Kenny. And I mean, to me, there is something to be at least discussed there. Sure. And maybe it's just silly, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I find it interesting. That is very interesting. Uh, Josh is out tonight with a non-COVID illness. Maybe he and Baisley have the same illness. I don't know. It seems possible. Um, but before that, he's played in nine of the last ten games for the Thunder and played really well. Averaging yeah. 14 points per game, uh, 9.8 boards, 5 assists, shooting 44% from the field, 41% from three, 90% from the free throw line. 
Yeah. Like the shots are starting to go down for Josh. And like he's shooting three threes a game at 41%. Like that's great. That's unsustain- it's an unsustainable number, but it's great to see that that's even possible, like in a pocket of the season, that Josh can actually do that. And he's just he's affecting the game. Like the almost 10 boards a game. Mm-hmm. And there's not anybody that's like eating rebounds on this team. And so like he kind of takes it upon himself to do that. Like he's an elite rebounder for his position. And the shot is coming along. You can see that it just looks better coming out of his hands. And you have to really give him credit for that. And so I'm I'm itch, I'm first of all, get well soon, Josh. I hope that he gets well soon and can play toward the end of this week, especially against the Pelicans. Like, I I hope that we can get close to a full squad against the Pelicans because, like, that's a really good measuring stick as to where you are. Not that the Blazers aren't. The Blazers are good, too. The Blazers might be without Jeremy Grant tonight, which is a pretty big deal. He's been amazing for them this season. Um, But if they can get healthy and the Pelicans are healthy – now, that should be a pretty fun game. That's on Friday of this week. Um, but Josh Giddy, who started the season kind of shakily, probably at best, has started to really figure things out. And if this is the kind of player that he is, like when Chet comes back and maybe you get another weapon where he's just somebody who is filling the gaps, hitting spot-up shots, rebounding, I mean, I just think about the way he played down the stretch of that Boston game still. Like, that that's one of the games that just, like, is cemented in my mind mm-hmm. where Josh was just, like, rebounding like a maniac, finding open guys, playing hard defense. It's like, man, like, yeah, this is it. Like, that's it, you know, and can play point guard, can play wherever you need him to play. If he needs to spot up, he can spot up. If he needs to handle and find shots, he can do that. You know, it's... The versatility of a guy like Josh is like, man, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I, I think that he's the one who's sacrificing the most in terms of, well, I don't know about the most, but quite a lot about the way in which he wants to play. No doubt. Because it's clear that he wants to play in a different setting. Yeah. When he's the guy who moves around, and just orchestrate the offense. This is not what he's doing right now. Right. He's spotting up, is finding uh, parts of the game to be impactful. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is a huge credit to him because again, he's not playing the role he excels on, which is playing in space, playing with pace, playing a read an orchestra basically, yeah. and not a pounding, pounding, pounding kind of uh, basketball, who is which is what Shea prefers to do and credit to Shea. I mean, it's, 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 you can't say much. Like he's excellent in anything he does on the court, Shea is. And so I don't want to take away anything from him, mm-hmm. but I'm realizing now that, and I want to realize that Giddy is playing not the role that he likes and he's trying whatever he can to be successful. You mentioned the Boston game, but there, are, there were moments in, 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 in games where he, he was playing hard defense. Um, yeah. I don't remember against whom he had that uh, that block. Um, he just swatted the ball away from a very good player. I don't remember who. Um, and, I mean, he's trying to compete. Uh, for him, 
playing defense, playing switch defense, it's not easy. No. He doesn't cover ground very well, mm -mm. but he's doing a lot to be at least passable on that end mm -hmm. and and even more. So, um, I mean, I really like Giddy. Um, he's improving. He's still one of the youngest players in the league. Yeah. This is something that we have to, like, to just think about every single time we mention Giddy. He's younger than Chad Holmgren, I, I think, or close to, same, close to the same age. I think he's younger. Yeah, I believe he, I believe he is younger because he just turned 20. And Chet yeah. was drafted. He was 20 when he was drafted. So, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. younger. Yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's turned 22 months ago. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, you look at the last draft. I mean, he's still younger than a lot of the guys that are in that class. So, yeah. Yeah, you have to, and you have to give the guy time. You know, you can just see. And again, we talked about Poku in the context of it, but just like the jump that he made from being like, he may not make it to year four to, oh, okay, yeah, he's definitely making it to year four. Like, maybe he could actually get another contract. You know, that happened like that. Yeah. And like, Josh is young enough, skilled enough. You know, it, I don't know if any of you guys watch J-Dub's YouTube video that he put out there where he was just being asked questions and he had a friend that was just feeding him questions. But no, he just asked, he asked him about his thoughts on Josh, and he's like he's so impressed with Josh, and like feels very blessed to be able to play with him. And just say, like, yeah, it's like this guy's different. Like this, guy, I've, he's like I've never played with a guy like this before. Um, and so I think that we have to realize and leave room for that improvement because like Josh right now, he's in the lab and he is trying to figure stuff out. When you look at other guys across the league in year two, and they're getting they're getting a lot of criticism, and I think that it's like Scotty Barnes is getting a ton of criticism throughout this season and has not yeah. played well. But like, holy smokes! Like, can we give these guys like a chance to get their legs underneath them? Yeah, this this league is really hard. It's it's funny because like everybody acknowledges that the league is in such a great place. And the league is better than it has been in a really long time. It's like, why wouldn't it be harder for guys in their second year to like get it together? Like, if the league is that good, then it's going to be harder for guys yeah. to compete at a high level when the scouting report is out on them. Everybody knows what Josh wants to do. Everybody knows what Scotty wants to do. When Cade was playing, he wasn't shooting the ball well. There's some criticism yep. of Cade. Even Mobley, who's like played well and like I don't think really Mobley gets much criticism, but like the guy's not scoring at a high level this season. No. He's not shooting the ball at a high level. So you know, it it takes time. It takes time. I know that we kind of I th I feel like a lot of NBA fans and NBA podcasters and people that cover the league kind of get in their imaginations a lot about these guys and like what they can do and what they should be able to do and like try to draw lines and like trajectories for these guys. But these are human beings that are like trying to figure things out and it just takes time. Like this Thunder team, like it or not, is going to take time to when they start their ascent up the second mountain. It's going to take time. Like this is you. You add another nineteen-year-old to this team this next summer. 
You add Chet in his first season. I know it's going to feel like the Thunder need to like get better and need to and need to like make a big step forward, and they still might do that just because Shea is that good. Like that may happen just organically, but like everybody else is going to take time. The only thing that Josh Giddy can do to make this team a winning team is turn twenty three. <laughs> now he can do he can do a lot of things. He can just that. But I mean, to like be like a team that really, really wins at a high level, yeah, and like a expectations in the playoffs level, he can he can be at the lottery and just bring luck to OKC. Hey, that that would be another thing that you could do. That would be that would be actually a huge thing you could. Can you imagine? He'd I can't even there. go there. I can't even go there. Just bragging, bragging about himself, like being the reason why I could see drafted. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Um, it, yeah. With that perfect and weird, unbelievable accent, but I just love it. But like that's the that's the thing, though. Like if you're like wonder sitting around wondering, well, when is the Thunder going to be really good again? When does Josh Giddy turn twenty two or twenty three? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean. That hey, that's earlier, that might be the answer to your question. Is is yeah. all I'm saying. And if it's earlier, then it is that OKC drafted another extremely good player, and Chet Holmgren is an all star. Yes, from the beginning. If Chet if Chet has a Blake Griffin like ascension when he comes into the league, this will go faster than we think. Yep. This will go fast, and that then that is ext- that is a possibility. Like that's on the table. To happen it's unlikely still it's very but unlikely I, and it, and it's also just a test it'll be a testament to shay that he can like, drag these guys to somewhere yeah. where they're not supposed to be yet so final question hmm. how many times do you replay in your head the salt lake city game of chedongren i do it probably oh, weekly it was beautiful it was it's one of the more it was like pin, a pinch yourself situation. Where like, did they just did they just draft the greatest player of all time? Yeah, it was. Oh, I was looking at. Oh, oh, that step back. That's insane. This is like Dirk. It's like if Dirk and Kevin Garnett had a baby. You're like, what is going on here? <laughs> and basically, the first five minutes I was like, like acting surprised, and then I was just giggling. Oh, was yeah. just laughing, just just laughing irrationally. If he can become like, something like that, and and the other thing is like the same goes for Chet. Honestly, like when when are the Thunder going to be a great team again? When's Chet's twenty third birthday? Would it's be, earlier than Giddy's. It's earlier than Giddy's, but that would be another. That would be my follow up question to somebody who says, "When are the Thunder going to be good again? When is Chet Holmgren's Holmgren Holmgren?" I, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Why? Um, I don't know. Don't know. When is his 23rd just, just birthday? Just forget about the L. May 1st, he turns 21. Watch out, world. Chet Holmgren is 21. Um, <laughs> then give the guy two years. And yeah. then I'll say, okay, I think they're ready to win like real big-time basketball games. But maybe it happens sooner. I don't know. Uh, Okay. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We'll have another show for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears. If you are just into the NBA as well, this Friday, I will be releasing on the Athletic NBA show 
the Athletic NBA Show Christmas special. And I would really appreciate it if all of you guys would listen to that. It's going to involve pretty much everybody that's on the Athletic NBA Show. Uh, we're going to have J.E. Skeets from No Dunks on to do trivia with me and Alex. So that will be very fun. So tune in for that. Might have a special guest from uh, from like the NBA as a whole on to talk to Sam Amick. Still trying to work that out. Um, so please tune in for that. That would mean a lot to me. Hope you guys are having a great week. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.